You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Welcome to the Best of 2015 Good Job Brain Awards. Now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, your MC for tonight, Karen. You're listening to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 171, and I am your MC Karen for tonight's star-studded and fact-filled evening, as we are all here at the best of 2015 Good Job Brain Awards. Start searching for clues I'm learning today It's been a year of weird facts On Good Job Brain (laughs) I want to dive in To a wiki and never sleep Then find I'm acing your quiz on vexillology These trivia blues Are melting away Oh no wait, that's just the death ray building previously mentioned On good job Now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, co-host Dana. Pop quiz, hotshot. <laughs> yes. Are the silver platters real or fake X-Men villains? We sure didn't know the answer, but we had a great time guessing. Here are the best good job brain quizzes of the year. Yeah. Uh, Yes, I have a possibly hip-hep quiz for you guys. Uh, It's been a while since I've inflicted some sports trivia on you guys, so I will... (laughs) I promise to try and go easy here. I have sports slang quiz. Uh, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a word or phrase uh, that is... Hopefully, very common uh, known <laughs> slang for the sport, and I will give you the sport, and you tell me what it means. Oh, okay. Okay. These are pretty colorful. I like it. These uh, are some of these are very weird. Some of these are weird. Some of these, and where possible, I will try and give you a little bit of etymology. Uh, it will not surprise you to learn that a lot of these sports slang terms have disputed origins. Okay. Sure. okay. All right. Here we go. First one. So get your buzzers ready. Buzz in if you think you know it. Uh, and remember, I'm giving you two pieces of information: slang and sport. You tell me what it means. Okay. In bowling, mm-hmm. what is a turkey? 
I think everyone clicked in on that one. Three, three strikes, strikes in a row. It is yeah. three strikes in a row. Three did you guys see my tweet? Did I didn't. Did you guys see my good job brain tweet? I, I found out I did. all the different names oh, for the different yeah. consecutive oh, strikes. The double turkey. Yes, there's there's the, many uh, different ones. Yeah. Yes, the the four bagger, the five. Yes, there's many <laughs> many different names. The turkey is turkey is one of the more well known and easier to accomplish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Standardized. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, yeah. There are. Believe me, I tried. I could not find any citations for the actual origin of this, but a very commonly told story is that once upon a time, uh, it, it was common either for a particular bowling alley or for bowling alleys in general no, to, award, to award no. a turkey during the holiday season to the first person on a team, maybe that day, who could get three consecutive strikes. Oh, cool. Who knows? Get people in the door. Yeah, possibly. Months, possibly sure. is the best. Yeah, and to be fair, it was, it did used to be a lot harder to hit three strikes in a row than it the, is. Yeah, the right. bowling alley was all. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> I mean the balls were oblong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ball. the right, pins right. were set by hand. They, they weren't going to be were pelicans, right? Yeah. Right, 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 time. right. Okay. All right, right. <laughs> in football, American American style oh, football, uh, what is a hail mary? Chris, that is that is when you basically um, when you're like you know eighty yards you know uh, to the to the goal and uh, there's ten seconds left on the clock and you don't have any timeouts and it's just like okay run super fast towards the goal and I'll just lob the ball towards you and there's a one out of a hundred chance you're gonna catch it but whatever exactly it's right basically like oh, okay. exactly say, right say a prayer to Mary Mother of God and maybe maybe she is rooting for your football team and she will intervene and guide the ball to the hand of the receiver. That's oh, right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. So it's just you're really far from the goal and the, someone's just going to throw the ball and someone's you, just going to run. Yep, you say yep. a little prayer and hope You're that, really yeah. far from the goal. You're down so much. Time's running out that, yep. that even if it's intercepted, it doesn't matter because you're going to lose anyway. Um, and yeah, like like slam dunk or home run. This is one that's kind of moved out. You know, it's oh, it's we're down to our hail mary play. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. This is interesting uh, for the real uh, sports fans among you. You might be interested to learn. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. I found out uh, that this only dates back to 1972. This huh. term, and it's credited to Roger Staubach, who is a famous, famous, famous Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Uh, but he is credited with coming sure up with the word. Yeah, in an interview. He was huh. our hail. Oh yeah. The interview. The the interviewer for Sporting News says, I asked if he really saw the receiver or if he was throwing it away. He said, let's just call it my Hail Mary play. Wow. There we go. Wow, it's always nice when you can pinpoint it right on the dot. So satisfying. In the sport of hockey, Mm. Uh what is the five hole? The <laughs> and I can give you a hint if you want, uh, Chris. Take a... Is it the, uh, is it uh, the penalty box? No, no, <gasps> Karen. What is a five hole? The five hole. The five or a five hole? Is it the hole in the middle <laughs> where you do the 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 kickoff? The kickoff. No, no. The five hole. I'll give you a hint. There's um, five hole. There's five areas. There are right? five face off circles. Yeah. You're right. Uh, it's it's uh, it's it's. Related to the five goalie, hole. the five hole is related to the goalie position. The Karen. face. No, not the face, but you're uh, thinking in the right direction. The butt. The five hole. Yeah, go on. The five hole is the spot between the legs. Oh my god, that's what I thought it was oh. without 
any clues. The but whole I, the spots are like, numbered. No. The spots oh. are so if you're a goalie in yeah. front of the net, I'm you've got so glove excited. side high, glove side low, stick side high, stick side low, and those are one, two, three, four. And oh, then there's okay. the five, five hole, hole, which is right between the legs. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Yes. yes. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That's yes. what we need to say. Five hole is great. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I loved him in uh, an American Tale. <laughs> five hole. Five hole. In the sport of basketball. What is a brick? What's a brick? Oh. No. Yeah. I, I believe this when you throw the basketball and it just like bounces off the backboard and just rebounds and does not go into. I will accept yeah. that. Yeah. I will accept yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. Notably, it's a bad it. shot that's not an air ball. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It, yeah. It, it fits yes. a thing. A brick gotcha. has to, yeah. It made contact with something. That's so poetic. Air ball and brick. Yeah. 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 And hey, yeah. yeah. And I think the connotation's pretty Brick. clear. It's like you're throwing up bricks. They're yeah. not very pretty to look at. Yeah. The worse the shot is, the more likely it's going to be called a brick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we've had this one a pub quiz before. This one's shown up in the sport of baseball. In the yeah. sport of baseball. What is Uncle Charlie? Oh. Karen. That is a curveball. Yes. You are correct. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because with C as well, not knuckleball. Yes. Yeah. 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 It has or a fastball. C and an R in there. Charlie yeah. who is, Curve. Who is Uncle Charlie? Is that named after a person? Well, just... I think it's taking. Um, uh, I'm, I'm spacing on the, the the name of it, but it's Charlie, as in uh, military code for C. It's this one's a little unclear yeah. as to where the Charlie and Uncle Charlie comes from. Some people say military. Some people say CB radio code. Oh, uh, sure. It's kind of yeah, lost yeah. to the mists of baseball, but right. yeah, Uncle Charlie is code for the curveball. Mm-hmm. Last one, and I'm not going to give you a sport here. So, okay. all right, what all right. what is a hat trick, and and what sport might you use it in, uh, Chris, Chris, and or Karen? Uh, hockey. Uh huh. And it's it's when you score three goals. Um, oh no, excuse me. Is it when one player scores three goals in a single game, or is it when one team scores three goals in a row without the other team scoring? A hat trick is uh, one player scoring three goals in a game. Okay. It's three. Okay. Right. It doesn't need to be consecutive. doesn't need to be unanswered. Yep. Right. But, yep. this okay. line, but this line evolves into three of anything, kind of. Yes. It, yeah. does. Like, yeah. it does. Much like, uh, you know, Hail Mary and Grand Slam and et cetera. It's, it's evolved it's out of sports. Yeah. Into, right. It's, yes, mm-hmm. it's a it, menu item at Denny's. You right. hear, you'll hear it mostly the, in... I order in, the Hail Mary <laughs> all the time at Denny's, personally. <laughs> you'll hear it mostly in hockey, uh, also in soccer, you Kind of a hat trick in soccer, three goals, uh, and there are a lot of stories about where this one originated in in, in hockey leagues. It's oh, an eagle. Eagle as yeah. well. NHL teams going back to like eh, around the mid century. They're competing stories, but they all sort of revolve around the same theme of a local businessman oh, or God. team sponsor basically offered a reward of a free hat. A nice free hat to any player who this could is, score. The, all uh, of these things always now. sound like things people needed an explanation for, so they made up the most obvious explanation. Like, why is it called a turkey? Because they give you a free turkey. Why is it called a hat trick? Because they give you a free hat. Yes. Why is it called Hail Mary? Because they gave it a free Bible day. The fans of Montreal claim it came from Montreal. Toronto fans claim it came from Toronto. Of course, of course. All of them are wrong. Oh, yeah? It didn't come from hockey. It didn't come from soccer. Uh, A hat trick goes back to late 1800s from cricket. (gasps) It is a cricket term. What a sticky wicket. Commonwealth friends. And this has been verified. There are a lot of citations. It really did mean, originally, in cricket, a, a bowler. 
who takes three wickets in three successive balls. Okay. After which he would be presented by his club or the fans or the boosters with a new hat. It oh, really okay. was. And now, now, so now keep in mind, keep in mind, <laughs> once upon a time, men wore a lot more hats than they and do hats now. And hats were very expensive. And hats were not cheap. And a nice, you know, bespoke hat yeah. could be a big deal. So yeah, cricket. Yeah. We get it from cricket all the way into hockey mm. and soccer with a hat trick. You'd be rewarded with a hat. I want to see what kind of hat. If it's like a top hat or like a... Well, if it was cap. a bowler hat for the bowler. Oh, Indeed. It might have been. No, I looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but that'd be no. too Wait, perfect. What, what was it like? Uh, like, well, no, no, I looked up the bowler hat to see if there's any sport competitions. Oh, I see. Uh, no, okay. Uh, but yeah, you're right. So anyway, hat trick now, any kind of three of anything in a game, sort of loosely a hat huh. trick. But yeah, the traditional hat trick is three goals. Cricket. Yeah. Hmm. All right, well, you guys know more sports slang than maybe you thought. Five bagger in the five, <laughs> the five hole. hole. Yeah, yeah. Shut yeah. your five Four hole. Four bagger in the five hole. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it sounds like what it is. <laughs> what <you> say? <laughs> like, uh, there are a lot of golf terms, right? Like golf. Um, oh, yeah. Like albatross. Is Birdie, eagle. albatross, yeah. eagle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Condor. Condor. Yeah. What is yeah. that thing? Yeah. <laughs> the honey guide. Yeah. <laughs> you just go around <laughs> randomly you dropping into your the ball forest. into other people's holes. That's the honey guide. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mark myself down yeah. for a honey guide on that one. <laughs> Time to hit the bar. Yeah. 18, 18 holes, I'm done. I won. Oh, yeah, it took yeah. me. 18 oh. holes, 18 seconds. Time to drink. <laughs> All right. So every company has a founder or founders, people who establish a uh, a, a, a company that may go on to do great things. Mm-hmm. And uh, many of those people, uh, when looking for a name uh, for their company, may look at only as far as themselves <laughs> yeah. uh, and will name their company after themselves. Okay. Uh, and so this is a quiz about companies that are that are named for the founders okay. of that company. Okay. Um there there also there is an overarching uh there is there is another thematic thing going on. There is another theme that is that is beyond the boundaries of of the theme that I have just suggested, which is the right. Oh, okay. That's so as you're there's a meta theme. There's another theme. Okay. So okay. as we're going through try to uh the, yeah there, there there's a uh there's a pattern. It's a pattern. Okay. Sure. Yes. Okay. Uh we are buzzing in this restaurant was opened in Lodi, California in 1919 by Roy Allen and Frank Wright. Uh, Colin. That's A&W. That is yeah. A&W. Yes. Roy Allen and Frank Wright. A. Allen Wright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. California ice cream shops Burton's Ice Cream and Snowbird Ice Cream merged in 1953 to form a new ice cream place Named after the two founders. Burton and... Oh. Is it Baskin-Robbins? It is Baskin-Robbins. Oh! Burt, Baskin, and Irv Robbins. Oh, I see Merged their shops. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe you don't. Maybe you do. Uh, This guy named his company after himself. uh, He founded that company after he initially purchased the magazine publisher Vogue. Uh, uh, Karen. Condé Nast? Condé Nast! Yes! Okay. Yes. From whom all my paychecks yes, are derived. Yeah. Yes. Condé Nast. That is a guy. His name was Condé Nast. Really? Yeah. First name Condé? Condé. First name Condé, last name Nast. Nast. Yep. Huh. 
at the end of the movie, Hannibal, uh, the title character, uh, is seen eating foie gras, uh, purchased at this upscale, very upscale chain of grocery stores, which was initially opened in New York City. Oh. Uh, Karen. I've never watched the movie. Yes. Dean and DeLuca. It is Dean and yeah. DeLuca, yes. Of there were additional hints yeah. in there. Yeah, oh, right. Well so done. Crafted in such a way that, yes. The founder's name is often dropped when this camera company is mentioned, but it's really in there, or it's supposed to be in there. Colin. Uh, is it Eastman Kodak? Eastman yeah. Kodak oh. is the is still to this day the actual proper name of the uh, yes. Is it two guys? No, just mm. the guy's name is Eastman. They made it he made up the word Kodak. Yeah. Oh okay, yeah. okay, okay. Ah, is the is the theme you thought was the theme not the theme? Not the theme. The nickname Yes <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> the nickname of this car company's founder was Il Commendatore. Uh <laughs> Colin. Il Commendatore. Okay, he's Italian. Uh, Ferrari? Yes. Okay. Enzo Ferrari okay. was known as Il Commendatore. <laughs> this company was named for its founders, Gary Burrell and Min Cow. Gary Burrell and <laughs> Karen. KB Toys? Nope. Oh, that's a good one, though. <laughs> Gary Burrell, G-A-R-Y-B-U-R-R-E-L-L, and Min Cow, M-I-N space K-A-O. Yeah, KB Toys would be good. B-K-A-B. Yes. Not Reebok. Uh, they used their first names. Oh. And they made a nice little portmanteau of them. Gar- oh, Garmin? Garmin. Whoa! Gary the GPS manufacturer. That's right, yep. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> uh, this company, this this founder named company, uh, which Ken Jennings knows very well, is rather unique in that most of its employees work only four months out of the year. Oh, jeez, uh, Karen. H and R Block. H and R Block. Mm-hmm. That's um, the question that Jen Ken Jennings went out on. Yeah. Uh, yes, that ended his Jeopardy streak. This retail store was founded by a guy named Ingvar Kamprad. <laughs> Everybody. Ikea. Yes, it's a acronym of Ingvar Kamprad and the family farm where he was born, Elmtarvid, <laughs> and the and a nearby village, yes. Agunaris. Yes. Sounds accurate. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Very yes. Swedish. Ikea. Uh, finally, finally, and sticking with names I can't pronounce, James Leautaud. L-I-A-U-T-A-U-D? Litoad? James Litoad founded this fast-growing sandwich shop in 1983. Yes, remember? Jimmy John's? Jimmy John's, yes. That's James. He doesn't go by James. He goes by Jimmy John. Oh, that's a sandwich place. It's a sandwich place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're growing fast. They are growing fast. Yeah. They are growing fast. <laughs> so, just as a recap, that's A&W, Baskin-Robbins, Condé Nast, Dean and DeLuca, Eastman Kodak, Ferrari, Garmin, H&R Block, Ikea, and Jimmy John's. Yes. They're in alphabetical order. order. They're in alphabetical <laughs> order. Okay. Well done. Well done. Thanks. 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 Wow, the Garmin one blew me away. I yeah. I, yeah, that's a good one. I, I, yeah, I really like that one. When I saw that one, I was like, oh, that's... That's nice. Yeah. And I think, Not a lot I think of first names. That's elegant. Yeah. Not a lot of first names, yeah. I will close this out with a quiz called, Where's the Original? 
Um, this is <laughs> this is going to be a quiz about place names. We have a lot of oh, cities, sure. countries, states, places in the world with new in front of them. Oh, this is a question okay. for you about where's the original, where's okay. the old. So if I were to say, I know you know the city of New York, mm-hmm. yeah. but where is original York? Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, I would accept. Yeah, oh, okay. I'll accept okay. that. Right. Oh, exactly. really? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, I mean, be more specific if you can. <laughs> yeah. uh, mainly, I'll accept it because it's right. Oh, okay. You, yeah. don't okay. Want, you, you don't want us to say planet Earth for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Right. The solar system. The northern hemisphere. Right. I narrowed it down for you. Mm. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, buzz in when you're ready. Okay. <laughs> I know you know the city of New Orleans, but where is original Orleans? Uh, was it all together? France. It is France. Yes, Orléans. that's right. Orléans, right. Orléans. And it, it's sort of indirect. It's named after the Duke of Orleans. Oh, so that's Who his takes name. his name from, yeah, from mm. the region in France. I know you know the country New Zealand. Yeah. But mm. where is oh. original Zealand? They don't know. Is it Belgium? It is not Brussels. Belgium. Brussels no. is a city. Wait, Belgium. that is... <laughs> Think about think about who were some of the early yeah uh, Karen Netherlands no yes no. yeah no. yes oh, genius you- <laughs> yeah. oh yeah yeah that's totally right yeah so a- Abel Tasman you know a- after whom Tasmania was named he was he was Dutch he was sort of the first European to sight New Zealand. He he gave it a name originally uh, that was later changed to New Zealand after the Dutch province of Zeeland. So mm. this is our New Zealand. Hmm. I know you know the Canadian province of New Brunswick, but where is original Brunswick? Ooh. New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a Brunswick in New Jersey. Yeah. New Brunswick. And this one is Brunswick. this one's not a trick, but it's a little tricky. Chris. Germany. It is Germany. Germany. Yeah, wow. Brun- Brunswick. You know, it's Brun- just sounded Brunswick. Brunswick. Yeah. I'll give yeah. you uh you're right for the wrong reason. Uh, okay, great. Um, hey, I'll take it. It's named after Braunschweig, which you may have heard of. Uh, no. the city of no, Brau- no. Braunschweig, <laughs> oh. which was anglicized into Brunswick. Brunswick. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I always thought it was oh, it just sounds so tricky. English. Wow, well. You got yeah, it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, quick quiz. Last question. Here we go. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, that is Well, fast. you know, it, so I started... A lot of these are English. <laughs> yeah. yes. I know you know New Mexico, but right. where's original Mexico? <laughs> that could have been your, uh, that could have been your, uh, your sample. <laughs> is it Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> well, what about Jersey? Oh, sorry, wait, sorry, sorry, two more. Uh, two more, two more. Uh, I know you know the state of New Hampshire. Yes. Yeah. Where is original Hampshire? Chris? England. It is England. Oh, yes. okay. yeah. Hampshire yeah. County. Yeah. Shire. I don't want yeah. us to, yeah. Hampshire. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and last one. I know you know the state of New Jersey. Oh. Uh-huh. Here we go. But where is, is original Jersey? It's like, it must have changed its name. Jersey. England. Poland? No, not Poland. This is a, again, not a trick, but tricky. Amsterdam? <laughs> Netherlands? France? Like, J is a weird. Wait, has nobody said it yet? Karen, no one, her no one said it yet. Said no it. one said oh, it I'm, yet. Oh, I'm just Jersey. France. I think when I say no, you it, you'll, oh. you'll remember. Oh. Um, uh, Chris, take a guess. Egypt. No, it, it is uh, the, the colony, the New Jersey colony, was named after the Isle of Jersey, oh. which is in the Channel Islands, 
and is an independent region. Whoa! Yes. Huh. It is a bailiwick of Jersey. This is one of my favorite terms, the bailiwick. It's connected historically with the UK. Like, they're sort of on the hook to defend Jersey, you know, mili- <laughs> militarily. Jersey. Um, but they are, they are autonomous. They, they rule themselves. No yes. The, the Isle of Jersey in, the, in the Channel Islands, uh, off the coast of Normandy, France. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh I, the English Channel. Got yeah. It. Yeah. Nice. I, I had always assumed it was just again like everything else in New England, somewhere in England proper. But in no, New England. no, no. Jersey's wow. Jersey's they call it a, a, a crown dependency. So like Isle of Man yeah, is, a, is a, <laughs> Isle of Man, Guernsey also a crown dependency. So it's sort of in this weird quasi. Oh, over those are different. Oh. Those are more. Those are more closely tied are they, to the UK. Are they yeah. in the what about oh. New Finland? Foundland. So a lot of those. Oh, so yeah. Isn't that like literally like. We just found this. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. New found land. Oh my god. New found land. That we was newly found. That's so cool. I mean, I made that up for that. I'm guessing that's true. (laughs) New house town. Right. 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 Yeah, Yeah. and that's just. I mean, maybe related to that. Looking at a lot of the eastern uh, cities, like like New Haven. There's no old Haven. It was just just a a new new haven haven where they were founding. Right. All right, well oh. done, well done. Oh my God, Newfoundland, <laughs> Newfoundland, Newfoundland. <laughs> One of the first comic books I ever remember getting was an issue of Spider-Man, the debut appearance of Hydro Man. <laughs> Hydro okay. Man, and it for some reason <laughs> it's a water conservation. He no, he can he can turn himself into water okay. basically. Oh, and he ended up being a fairly long-lasting uh, villain in in Spider-Man. That he seems like that's a good power. That he, was pretty well, good. I mean, you can freeze, right? You can yeah. imagine all the ways that Vapor. you know the you can good guys have thought you can to bust out him. a lock by like you know filling expanding. it with water and yeah. expanding it. It's pretty or powerful. It's pretty powerful. A, you know, somebody right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can no, no, no slow down. Like, I want to keep. Brainstorm in this. Yeah. You could. But how would you defeat him? A sponge? You... A fan? Oh, no, a fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been turned into yeah. vapor before. Yeah. Um, just, just That's one way to beat him. Yep. If you, you know, yeah. if you happen to chance upon Hydro Man. You could drink him. You can mix some poison into the water. Yeah. Well, actually, at, so uh, you guys know Sandman. I think they've even had Sandman in the Spider-Man movies, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. At, one, at one point in the Spider-Man continuity, Hydro Man and Sandman got oh, merged one. together into <laughs> Mud Man. Yes. Mud Man. Oh Yes. How many was this a special like six issue sort of mini series? <laughs> it was it was a short run. I th- yeah, That's very yeah. intimate. <laughs> well, you know, what? he was dumb that too. Is, it wasn't yeah. like he was like twice as smart. It was almost was like they, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All of that to say, I've had a fascination with the villains in yes, particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. And Karen, I know you, you and I have talked a lot about the just, villains, the good I villains, the bad villains, yeah. the dumb villains. Um, okay. I'm a Marvel guy, so I put together a quiz about Ooh. Marvel oh. comics villains. Okay. 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 For this quiz, I will give you a description of a villain and their name. You tell me, is it a real villain from the Marvel what? comics, <laughs> or is this a villain that I have made up to try oh, and okay. fool you? So not like from okay. another... Right. Like not from DC right, or... Right. I feel like we're all going to learn something. Oh, man. <laughs> this quiz. I, I've tried to choose some of the more obscure ones, but some of these have shown up more than once over the years. And the order of these has been entirely randomized, not by me. So you can't try and outsmart me okay. <laughs> by, right. oh, well, he wouldn't put two of these back to back. The dice decided the order of this quiz. So here we go. Oh. Yeah, but whose dice were they? <laughs> it was on the okay. iPhone. 
Oh, yeah, well. it technically it was a dice app. Yeah. yeah, that's how sad. That's how sad <laughs> things are today. We couldn't even find real dice. It was oh a dice God. app. Yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. So, uh, what you guys give me? Thumbs up for yes, this is a real villain from Marvel Comics, or a thumbs down, Colin? You are just BSing us. Okay. Okay. Stilt man. <laughs> Stiltman is a scientist and inventor who developed a pair of super long telescoping legs, allowing him to rob tall buildings. If you made it up, you did a great job. Yeah, yeah. it say, captures that time. Yeah, like old, it's like Inspector Gadgety. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all three of you say real. Uh-huh. You are all correct. Okay. This, is, this is a real villain oh, okay. uh, from uh, first. Thing, he fight. He first fought Daredevil uh, in 1965. See? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's simpler time, as you said. Yeah. Yep. Moving right along. It's dumb enough to be true. The silver platters. Spoiled rich kids, Arthur and Eva Silver, turn to a life of crime wow. using metal throwing discs as their weapon of choice. Oh, again. Oh, oh, I, I'm going to say it's real. I hope you made yeah. it up, I know. Though. I love it so it's much. Right. Yeah. Everyone says real. No, this is false. I oh, made this up. Oh, I made up the silver platters. That is, that is gold. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the silver, silver is gold. platters, the <laughs> right yeah. level yeah, of... Yeah, you, oh, yeah. Like, no yeah. one would suspect them because there's. They're rich. Right. right. Why do yeah. they need to yeah, right. they're bored. throw metal discs around? Yeah. They're so rich. Paste Pot Pete. <laughs> Peter Petrusky is a chemist <laughs> who develops an advanced adhesive and turns to a life of crime using his super sticky paste to combat foes. Oh, my God. Again, <laughs> I hope you made it up. Yeah. Wait, gonna what's say his name real. again? Paste Pot Pete. I will Pachowski. say this. So, this so sounds, they love alliteration. Yeah. They love alliteration. It sounds old timey as it is, insofar as it refers to an obsolete piece of equipment. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it also sounds like the sort of thing that a comic artist would, uh, would, would like on deadline, literally just starts looking around his office, like, <laughs> like, like Kevin Spacey in The <laughs> Usual Suspects, lands on the paste pot, and is just like Bing Bang Boom. <laughs> this one. Yeah. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say. True. I like it too much. I'm going to say true to all of these. All right, well, Chris, Chris is all in on true. Yes. Dana says true. You know, yeah. I really like the fact that he has like a Russian last name too. Yeah. The Colossus, you know, had a. Uh, Makes it East Coasty in a way. Yeah. Ah, okay, true. You're gonna say true. It's too good. All right, yeah, you are all correct. Oh, he, true. he is oh a God. he is a real villain. And Chris, I love your I love the deduction that you go yes. through. Yeah, yeah, and he really did. He had a little paste pot and a gun, and he would just spray. I mean, it's it was simpler. It was simpler. He was yeah. a very early Marvel villain. This was 1963. I wonder how oh, long he sure. was around. He showed up a lot. He he really? he fought uh, the like fan- a legit as a legit villain. He fought the Fantastic Four many times. Okay. Hell's Bells, and now that's B-E-L-L-E-S, Hell's Bells, an all-female team of high-end burglars who dress in demonic costumes to hide their identities and intimidate their victims. Wow. Very progressive. Mm. There's also like a band, I think, called the Hell's Bells. It's all girl, it girl, girl band. Really? Yeah. Kiss had their comic. Kiss was big. Maybe this was some yeah. jumping on that train. Uh, I feel like just the Kiss thing. All I right. Mean, all right. Karen and Dana say true. Chris says false. I made this one up. Okay. I, I, I made up the Hell's okay. Bells. All right. Next one. The Splinter. A f- Is he a rat? 
a former no. lumberjack who discovers a mystical hardwood so strong <laughs> it can oh. puncture steel and turns to a life of crime. If I if I were if I were him, I why hope- would I name myself the Splinter? I would mean something like. The trunk, mm. or something more mightier, <laughs> right? Uh, right. The splinter is right. like this annoying little right. thing. Roots uh. McGillicuddy. <laughs> <laughs> I would Maybe say it's true, but I feel like if Colin made it up, it would have been had like a the lumberjack name. or timber yeah. or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. oh timber, timber. that would timber. Been good. That's yeah. So that's why I think it's real because <laughs> it's not as good. All right, Chris says fake. Karen and Dana say real. I made it up. Uh, Reverse psychology. I know. It's supposed to compliment and an insult. Paste pot is the Paste pot Pete. Uh, Hole punch Harry is on the loose again. (laughs) Punching holes in your money. (laughs) Render it illegal tender. Sir, we found these uh, little circular (laughs) (laughs) His calling card. Yeah. This can only be one person. And it's just confetti. Hole punch Harry. All right, so I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, Big Hero 6, uh, the fantastic uh, new Disney movie, just came out on DVD. Blu-ray. It won an Oscar. It won an Oscar. won the Oscar for Best Animated Film. So anyway, I was thinking about Disney, and I was like, oh, I'll do a Disney quiz for all quiz. And then I was like, wait a gosh darn minute. I know Dana's not going to be there, and that means it's going to be just Karen answers all the questions. <laughs> right. And Colin's just like, I'll yeah. just leave? Yeah. <laughs> so then I realized, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I've crafted a sports quiz that Colin can definitely get all the answers to. And I've crafted a Disney quiz that Karen can definitely get all the answers to. But I'm going to give you the sports quiz. And I'm going to give Colin the Disney quiz. I love it. And we're going to see how you guys do with this. I love it. Colin will be sitting there sort of biting his lip during the entire time. I know this. I know this. But we're going to see. This is, again, these are, these are very generally easy questions for somebody who knows their stuff about this, which means it's going to be a challenge for somebody who totally doesn't. So we'll begin with Karen. Okay. And I'll give you a round of sport. Five questions. Five questions for each of you. All right, here we go. Now quiz Karen in the realm of sporting. (laughs) This NBA legend played his entire career for the Boston Celtics and was named MVP for the years 1984, 1985, and 1986. Karen. Oh, yeah, it's just me. I think she's going to get this. Who is Larry Bird? Absolutely. Who is Larry uh, Bird? Yes. All right. Starting I only off. know that because my dad used to have a t-shirt of Larry Bird's face, like like over print. <laughs> like the whole t-shirt is his face <laughs> with his mouth open. And so my dad would like take a nap and I would come into the room and be like, whoa, what is that? <laughs> it's Larry Bird's face. It's a great slumdog millionaire moment. Yeah. 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 Um, question number two. This is golfer Jack Nicklaus's nickname. Golfer I know, Jack I know who he is. Yes, yes. This is his nickname. I know he's very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it like... Golfy McGolferson? <laughs> like, like Shooter McGavin. <laughs> Golf guy. Shooter McGavin. Oh. Shooter McGavin. <laughs> the pro. No. That's a, that's a nice guess, I like though. that. That's yeah. a classic Colin, guess. you want to go for it? I, I believe Jack Nicholas is uh, the golden bear. He is the golden bear. Oh, I was going to say the golden boy. Oh, oh man. Oh, you should have been Don't they have the jackets? The gold jackets? Or is that green, just from Happy Gilmore? jackets for yeah. the masters. Oh, okay, but yes. yeah, right, right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Why is he a golden bear? Who knows? I'm not uh, sure it, the origin of that nickname, actually. Neither. And I didn't do enough research to find that out. So oh, question number three. Question number three. From 1996 to 2007, this baseball team was managed by Joe Torre. From 1996? 1996 to 2007, this baseball team was managed by Joe Torre. It's T-O-R-R-E. 
Oh, Tori. Oh. Which is a weird way of spelling Joe, but there you have it. <laughs> East Coast. Boston Red Sox? So close. New York? Oh, New York Yankees. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, okay, yes, yes, yes. I, I, that's, that's, I, I like how you were able to intuit <clears throat> East Coast just from the manager's name. Just well, from the no, way I was speaking? Because I figured 2007, that was... Didn't didn't the Red Sox like have a win or something? It was a big deal. They did have a win, and it was a big deal. Yes, and so that's why I thought it was the timing. Oh, okay, oh, okay, got yeah. it, got it. Karen, question number four. Wow, Karen's okay. round of sport. Name any two of the seven Canadian NHL teams. Oh, this is easy. Oh, okay. Oh, she'll get that. I don't know. Oh, what's yeah. Easy and what's not. Um. Well, there is, of course, the. Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes. Uh, I believe Vancouver Canucks. There you go. You and got also go. the Montreal Habs or Habitan or Canadian. Canadian. Ottawa Senators. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're doing pretty good. Colin, do you want to try to finish it off? So we went Senators, Maple Leafs. Senators, Maple Leafs, Canadians, Canucks. Canucks. Three left. Um, Is like Edmonton. Uh, Edmonton. Oh, yeah, Oilers. Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Two right. more. Oh, uh, Calgary Flames. Oh. Calgary Flames Calgary and one Flames more. And one more. Yeah, what's, you have to think of major um, cities. The, uh, Winnipeg Jets. The Winnipeg Jets. Wow. All right, between the two of you. All right, and question number five. At age 29 in 1973, she beat 55-year-old Bobby Riggs in a Battle of the Sexes tennis match. Karen. Who is Billie Jean King? Absolutely. Yeah. Very good. So let's see. Now you okay? You've acquitted yourself well in the sports round. Yeah. Um, three out of three five. Three out of five. Very good. Let's see. Colin tackle these <laughs> Disney themed questions. This I'm, may, I'm this not may feeling confident. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah. We'll find we out. Talked a lot about Disney. Maybe it's true. Osmosis. I've absorbed a lot of information yeah. Yeah, passively. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Question number one. This Disney film features characters such as Toulouse, Marie. Duchess and Roquefort. Okay. Uh, Toulouse Marie, Duchess, Roquefort. It's all French. Uh-huh. So is that, uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast? Oh, it is not. Uh, uh well, you don't get to buzz it, <laughs> but, but you can go for it if you want to. What is the Aristocats? The Aristocats. Oh. Which the takes Aristocats. place, you're kind of close. It, it takes it does place, take in place in France. Okay. It does and take the, place in France. You know Marie though. Marie's the white cat with the little purple oh, bow tie. Okay. That's where she's from. Yeah, right, okay. Right, okay. right. Got it. Sorry, I tried to pick characters that did not overtly suggest that this character is a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Are there other cat names? Thomas O'Malley, the, the, the alley, alley cat. cat. You just uh, say yeah. Thomas O'Malley. <laughs> cats. I guess I could have, yes. <laughs> Name any two Disney musicals that feature song lyrics written by Howard Ashman. Okay, so I'm assuming that's like the, the later gen, right? So I think he started with Little Mermaid, is that one? So I'll say Little Mermaid, and I'll say Beauty and the Beast. You are absolutely correct. <sighs> In fact, you nailed the two that he actually wrote all of the lyrics to. He also contributed a song to Oliver and Company, uh, and then wrote three of the songs in Aladdin. Okay. Name the sequel to Fantasia. Oh, man. Fan- <laughs> the sequel to Fantasia. Oh, is it... It wasn't Fantasia 2000? Was yes, that what it, oh, it was okay, Fantasia right, okay. 2000. I almost right. overthought that one. Yes. I'm like, it's not Fantasia Barino. Yep. It's not yet. Yeah, Fantasia <laughs> 2 Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Fantasia Barino. The sequel. I like it. We may need to know this one day. This is not a question, but uh, for, a, for a bonus point for both of you. Oh. In what year was Fantasia 2000 released? <laughs> 
Well, okay, well, it's gotta be early, because late would be stupid. Uh, I'll say 98, 1998. 99. It was released in 1999. It's okay. like, just remember, it's like Madden. Yeah. Okay? Alright. <laughs> in addition to its most popular Academy Award winning song, this movie also features the tunes How Do You Do and Everybody's Got a Laughing Place. Oh, man. Okay, so I'll just keep it to Academy Award winning. I, I believe Aladdin won something for an Academy Award for music. I don't guess Aladdin. It is It is not Aladdin. Uh, okay. What? Wow, you haven't been to Disneyland can, in I will a tell while. you, yeah, you can hear both of these songs being <laughs> sung uh, on a certain ride at Disneyland. I got nothing. Uh, uh, okay. I believe that was Song of the South. Song of the South. Oh. The, uh, the Academy Award winning song being, Colin, want to take a stab at it? Um, zippity doo zippity doo da. All right. Uh, and all right. finally, all right. How are you My doing, last Ashley, by the way? I think I've you got, got two. You nailed Ashley I've got Fantasia, two. so you can tie this up. Here we go. All right. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> there's the big old softball right across the plate just for you. The titular characters of this film are named Todd and Copper. Copper. Okay, so the... Oh, man, now I'm drawing a blank on anything that has title characters. Todd and Copper. Todd and Copper. Todd and Copper. Or... Oh, right, okay. They, they must be some kind of animal. Are they, like, uh, cousins or... Uh, yeah, Newsies? Is it Newsies? <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was Newsies. But Karen will school you on that. I know. Yeah, it's right, it's right. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> The fox and the hound. The oh, fox and the hound. Wow. The fox and the hound. Oh, man. One of the saddest movies. Yeah. Ever. Wow. I've yep. never seen that as a Voice kid. Voice by. I've never seen that one. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, who was what? Kurt Russell? What? Really? Yeah. And oh, the other person's famous too. Was it? It was like an old actor. I think it was like uh, Mickey Rooney or something. I'm a hound dog. I'm a hound dog. <laughs> oh, so cute. Oh man, I haven't thought about that. One. I should see that one again. <laughs> Well, Karen, you're better at sports than I am at Disney. So there we go. Woo. That was yep. good. I like that. Oh, Man, thanks. Yeah. It's so funny because they're all so easy for me. <laughs> yeah. And yet my questions are so easy for you. But <laughs> yeah, like, I like, I like, like when Chris was reading the Joe Torre question, like you're writing down the years and I'm like, Oh, I don't need to know. I know it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't need to know what years. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's all great. Right. All right. This, this is why we're a team. Yeah. This that's is why we're exactly. a team. This yeah. is why we're, this is why we are, uh, hated actually hated <laughs> yeah. throughout the Pissed. entire food truck park <laughs> hissed and booed at our booed. own pub trivia people do I parody, feel like they're smiling when they do that us, i don't yeah. know i don't know yeah we had parody teams <laughs> yeah, making fun have. of us now ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the stage co-host colin people throw the word music around a lot these days and I find that more often than not, they are in fact using it correctly. Let me introduce to you the 2015 winners for Best Music. I'm bringing back, and I did this once before, international song covers. Oh, I love these. Of famous songs originally sung in, sung in the English language. Exactly. Yeah. And now are, in another language. Now in another language. So and maybe different arrangement. To, what are we trying to guess? So two things. Oh. And we're gonna make it trickier. Two things. One is can you name the original artist performed that song? Okay. Or or the song is fine too. These are all famous songs that you two all know. 
yeah. should know. Okay, all right. I'll <laughs> um, know. The other part is, can you tell me what language it is? Oh, okay. Okay. Sounds good? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You're so sassy today. <laughs> First one to uh, whet your appetite. Everybody, Rolling Stones, painted black. French? Uh, that was my first guess at first, but the longer it played, the, the less I thought it was It's French. like I don't understand the words, but it sort of sounded like a French It accent. started off sounding French, but by the end, I don't know. Esperanto. It is French. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. okay. Right. okay. Uh, Painted Black by the Rolling Stones by Marie Laforette. Next one. <laughs> Chris, is this the? Was this the cores? Incorrect. Oh, I, I believe it was the cranberries. Oh, the Correct. cranberries. And was that? Was that? Uh, it wasn't song. For, song for my father. Or what was it called? Oh, that's was, dude. Yeah. Oh, to my family. Oh yeah. My, what was this? It? Is a dream. Dreams. Dreams. And what language was that? It, was that a uh, Swedish? Oh, I was gonna say maybe. I was gonna say maybe Spanish, but again, the longer it went on, it didn't. I didn't sound. I don't know. That was in. Cantonese, oh, Chinese, Cantonese. Wow. So yeah. nowhere close. Nope. Not <laughs> at all. Guesses of not Swedish at all. or Spanish. Right. Okay. Oh, yes, that was a cranberries, cranberries dream. Wow. Next one. We're moving up in difficulty. Here we go. Se o futuro se permitir, não viver em vão. Meu amor não estamos sós Tem um mundo a esperar por nós No infinito do céu azul Pode ter vida em Marte Então fica me dá sua língua Então vem, quero abraçar você Going around the world what is that? Well, I'm going to say, is it is it in Portuguese? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it sounds it's Portuguese. in Portuguese. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. But. Life on Mars. Uh, oh, I do not know that. David, <laughs> David Bowie. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. This was just, this was just. Uh, Slow. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Say Jorge. Say George. Say Jorge. If you watched Steve Zissou in The Life Aquatic. By Wes Anderson, yes. he is one of the crew members, yes. and he sings. I think the soundtrack was all him yes. singing David Bowie covers, covers. <laughs> in right. Portuguese right. oh, okay. yeah. with a guitar. Really good. Here's another one. Uh, listen carefully. Listen to the beat. Okay. <laughs> the arrangement is a little bit different, but the beat is the same. Shoot 
That's a cover of the Gorillas, I believe. Correct. Um, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood, yes. Man, again, these. How does that? How does that song? I'm happy. Oh, I'm oh. Sunshine in my head. Right. Useless. Yeah, mostly correct there. Yeah, I think you got a word or two wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody, but you know, get me out of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Dell. Right. So it was a slow. It was like a little bit slower version. It did sound like it beat wise though. Yeah, but all of this. To dance around the fact that I have no good guess on the language there. Um, I'm going to guess again. I don't know. Eastern European something. Mm, yeah. Mm, I, I don't mean, know. in terms of, oh, it's not. <laughs> Geographically. Yeah. Ge- I'm not picking <laughs> it up. It's tough. It is Lebanese uh, Arabic. Okay. Oh. Huh. This group is fantastic. Uh, and this song, this arrangement, he later raps too. It's, it's really cool. All one I guy. I really like it. Oh, uh, no, it's like a band. Oh, okay. In terms okay. of the vocalist. That's cool. I all like right. that one as well. These are all good. One last one. All and right. this is kind of a jokey one. It was in a movie, so maybe it's not commercially released. Okay. And the person who's singing is not a famous singer. <laughs> all right. He's an actor. All right. So mm-hmm. please give me, uh, the original artist of the song that's being covered and perhaps the language. Chris. The song is I Want You to Want Me. Yes. Oh. Is it, is that? Sounds Chet? No. Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick. Oh, Cheap trick. oh okay. Though I Want You to Want Me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. In Spanish? Sounds Spanish. Spanish, okay. yes. Right. It's from, uh, wow. <laughs> the person singing was, um, Gail Bernal Garcia. Oh, Gail Garcia Bernal. Yes. Uh, the, one of the famous Mexican actors, he was in a movie and he like had a cheesy like oh, music, right fake on. music video in the movie. It's a really crazy fake video. Cool. Well, good job, you guys. There hey. was a trip around the world. <laughs> uh, I feel like we got e- either the language or the song for all yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Keeping on the theme of epic, I have put together a quiz of epic guitar solo. Oh, Okay. Epic That's guitar okay. solos. Yep. Yep. These are all solos from famous songs. Yep. I right. know you've heard the song, or I'm reasonably sure mm-hmm. you have, but all do right. you recognize it from just the solo? Okay. Oh, wow. So, we write it. Yeah, write it. let's do this as another write-down. Yeah. Yeah. So I will play you uh, about We're 30. We're so nerdy. We're like, we love writing down taking tests. <laughs> yeah, ask 30. me some questions. I'll write down the <laughs> It feels more real. Can we write it down? <laughs> Uh, name the band or artist, uh, and for a bonus point, name the guitarist. I'll even throw in Whoa. bonus possible points okay. here. Some All of these, right. some of these are famous bands with famous guitarists. Here we go. First one.
All right, answers up. Write down something if you're not sure. Karen says Rolling Stones, which is correct, and Keith Richards also correct. Yeah. Chris has question mark. Dana says Rolling Stones and Johnny Depp's Pirate Dad. I will accept that. I will accept Johnny Depp's Pirate Dad. I, like that. Yeah, I, not, I, I don't I know that. What Keith song? Richards. That is Sympathy for the Devil. Hope you guess my name. All right, next one here. All right, here we go. Next track. Please tell me the band. Remember, these are legendary, epic. Answers up. Ooh, nothing for Chris. What? Uh, I do. Dana, it's not the right answer. Dana says <laughs> Leonard Skinner, not correct. Not... Karen, with two points what... again, Stairway to Heaven. Led Zeppelin guitarist is Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page. Jimmy okay. Page. No, yeah, yeah. Jimmy I meant Page. Led Zeppelin. I, I, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't deserve the point, but, but I was like, it's not that. It's different words. It begins with the L. Yeah. All right. Okay. Showing me how hard it is for me to gauge how hard these are here. All right. Next one. All right, and answers up. Chris says, The Eagles, with a bonus of Don Henley. Dana says, The Eagles, with a bonus of Don Henley. Karen says, The Eagles, and nothing bonus. You guys all got one point. It Uh, is The Eagles, Hotel California. No, that is uh, Don Felder and Joe Walsh. That's kind of trivia, but we didn't know the answer then either. Is Don Henley even in the band? Yes, yes, but he was not the guitarist. Right, right, right. A whole lot of Dons. Too many dons. All right, last one here, guys. Last one. Last one. Let's close it out here in style. Please tell me the band. And if you're feeling especially smart, tell me the guitarist. Answers up. Karen says Leonard Skinner. Chris says question mark. Dana says Leonard Skinner. Yes, that is Leonard Skinner performing Freebird, what has been termed the most requested song in rock history. Did you not I could, play rock band with Yeah, me? but I, I could identify songs from, like, the vocals. The yeah, but it's tricky. When you, just, when you, oh when you excise a guitar solo from a song, I can't play it. Yo, Runners... Yeah. I play Freebird just this like when it gets into the solo, <laughs> and I'm just like 
I'm like a nymph. I'm like a wood nymph. Like I'm running <laughs> on the trails. Like I'm free, like a bird. Like it is my jam. So I know that solo so well. Awesome. I don't know who the guitarist is. Though. Yeah, uh, Alan Collins. Oh, okay. Yeah, very, very uh, deep in the trivia well for that one. Yeah. All right. Well, well, good job, guys. That was that was cool. fun to put together. The 2015 Good Job Brain Awards will be right back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Welcome to the best of 2015 Good Job Brain Awards. Now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, co-host Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Webster's Dictionary defines segment as one of the parts into which something can be divided. Segments are extremely important parts of anything. The very human body can be divided into many segments, many of which are very important. For example, the top segment or the bottom segment. Some segments, like the appendix or pinky toe, do nothing and should feel bad. But this award for best segment honors a segment that truly embraces the meaning of segment. We have talked occasionally about the great video game crash of 1983. Yes. Now, just prior to that, in 1982, Atari was riding high. They had more money than God. They had wild ambitions, crazy, crazy dreams about what they were going to do with Atari. And uh, from a from a game design perspective, certainly, and certainly from a marketing blitz perspective, Atari's craziest game was called Sword Quest. Sword Quest. <laughs> sounds, Sword, sounds fantasy related. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but Sword Quest was sort of the evolution of games like Adventure, you know, and it was a sort of a, you know, action slash puzzle slash adventure type game uh, for the Atari 2600, but it was not merely a video game. It was a proposed suite of four 
video uh, games. Whoa. Crazy. <laughs> uh, Sword Quest Earth World, Sword Quest Fire World, Sword Quest Water World, and Sword Quest Air World. Oh. Each of the Sword Quest games would come packaged with an elaborate comic book produced by DC Comics, which was owned by Warner Communications, which owned Atari. Hmm. Um, and this told the story, the backstory of the game, the fanciful fantasy backstory of the characters. And beyond that, this was the promise that the the Sword Quest game and the Sword Quest comic put together were an elaborate puzzle. Oh. oh. And, and if you can put the clues together correctly, find the correct clues within the game that led you to clues within the comic book and entered your answer, you could get invited to a competition at Atari where you could win one of four prizes, one for each game. Earthworld, the prize was the Talisman of Penultimate Truth. <laughs> oh, my God. Which was a... A round talisman made of 18 karat gold in which were inlaid 12 diamonds and one each of the 12 birthstones of the Zodiac. Just what a really big nerd needs. (laughs) A talisman? Massive. It was was worth, in 1983, $25,000. Now, again... That's that's in today's dollars. That's about sixty thousand dollars. But that's not accounting for the increase in the price of gold. gold. Mm. Um, it, 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 it would be now incredibly worth a lot of money. If you won, that's the, just one. That's, that's just, just Earth. oh, that's yeah. just one. If you won oh. the Fire World competition, you would win the Chalice of Light, made of gold and platinum, also inlaid with diamonds and other precious gems. Water World, the Crown of Life, similarly, gold, diamonds, etc. <laughs> Twenty-five thousand dollars in nineteen eighty-three money. And if you uh, won the Air World competition, you would win the Philosopher's Stone, oh. which was a gigantic hunk of white jade inside an ornate gold jewel encrusted. Box. I can't imagine why this industry bottomed out. Oh, it just seems, on the so, face of it, so sustainable. It's, it's so, so logical. Yeah. So yeah. each of these, so now we're at $100,000 <laughs> in <Okay>. prizes. <laughs> Finally, of those four winners, they would have a final competition, and one of them would win the Sword of Ultimate Sorcery itself. <laughs> 18 karat gold handle and a silver blade okay. also encrusted with jewels <laughs> and worth by itself $50,000. Is that impossible to make? Yeah. Tari holds the first contest in 1982 and it was so difficult uh, that only eight people submitted correct answers of all the thousands and thousands of people. Uh, and one of them, a guy named Stephen Bell, won uh, the uh, talisman, the talisman of penultimate truth. Uh, the second game, Fire World, they held the contest. The contest was easier. In fact, too many people won, uh. and they had to they had to whittle it down with an essay contest. Why oh, why we love Fire World? Yeah. Wait, this up as they go along. The Fire World was the chalice of the light. The chalice, an right, essay yeah. contest. Why yeah. I deserve the chalice of light? Yeah. <laughs> So again, spend, sparing no expense, uh, they fly 50 people uh, to San Francisco. Um, and there was a guy, his name was Michael Rideout, and he won the chalice. Okay. Then everything went to hell. <laughs> uh, the game industry crashed. Uh, retailers uh-huh. were stuck with unsold copies of Atari games that nobody wanted, including Sword Quest. It kind of sucks the joy out of it, because you know you can't win the contest. Well, it's so like he, the moment so, the contest is over, you're like, well, I'm uh-huh, not playing this but the game contest, the, See, the game was still on because they had promised these people a shot at the Sword of Ultimate Sorcery. <laughs> yeah, duh! So they can't just stop it. Sword Quest Waterworld. 
um, was the third game in the series. At this point, retailers didn't want Atari games, but Atari was still selling games to its diehard fans through its mail order, like Atari Club mail order business. So they did, in fact, release SwordQuest Waterworld. They had the Waterworld contest. It was all in the box, um, and you could send in your entries. They only got as far as picking out the finalists, the people who had sent in correct entries for Waterworld. And at that point, Atari mailed out a letter to all the finalists basically offering to settle, buy them out, and end the contest. They said that they would pay each of the two, the two guys who had won Earthworld and Fireworld, they said, we will give you $15,000 to walk away. Um, and then to all the people who had who were going to go and play in the Waterworld competition, a smaller amount of money. And everyone agreed to cash out. And mm-hmm. not go for it. figuring Smart. you know fifteen thousand yeah. versus getting the sword you know, or <laughs> yeah. versus a one in four shot at the sword. You might as well take the fifteen thousand bucks. So there was no final round. The prize was never awarded, and Sword Quest Air World was never made. Ah, oh. so where is everything now? Yeah. <laughs> As recently as uh, 2005, people tracked down Michael Rideout, and he was still in the possession of the Chalice of Light. He still has <laughs> safe deposit box. Okay. Enlightenment, I don't think, has come to him. Uh, uh, nobody has been able to track down Stephen Bell, but, uh, oh. but apparently he actually had the talisman of penultimate truth uh, melted down <laughs> and sold it for the scrap value of gold, which is probably a lot of money at the time. And as for the Crown of Life and the Philosopher's Stone and the Sword of ultimate whatever um sorcery sorcery excuse me whereabouts unknown so they made them the contestants saw them the rumor is that the the tramiel family the founders of commodore who bought atari out the rumor has always been that they have had them (laughs) in their possession but they've but that's never been proven and they've never been seen they're on the wall in someone's basement someone's game room they're not even on the wall they're in a box (laughs) all right so i'm going to talk about black which is a funny thing to talk about in a show about light because black is often known as what the absence of color the opposite the opposite it also in physics is the complete absorption of light Mm. indeed there is a new material it was discovered (gasps) in 2008 it's called vanta black and it Vanta? Vanta. Vanta. V-A-N-T-A. Stands for Vertically Aligned Nanotube Array. Yes. Oh, it's it's an acronym. Yes. It's a nanotube. Acronym or abbreviation? Acronym. Acronym. Yes, yes. Vanta Black. Not Vanta. No. Right. It absorbs almost all light. It is the closest thing we have to actual black. Wow. And it's new. And... It's new because it couldn't have existed before. Oh. They basically have to grow it in a laboratory. It's made of carbon nanotubes. They grow it on um, aluminum foil and they grow it. They grow these tiny little oh. tubes. You actually grow? You grow yeah. it. Yes. And it's super densely packed. You, there's no space between them. They're nanotubes. So they're, um, that's one millionth of a millimeter. That's how small they are. They're <laughs> tiny. When you wrinkle a piece of paper, you can see all the shades and the, like, uh, shadows and yeah. the reflection of the light. Facets and... You wrinkle this or you try to crumple this up. There are it. no wow. wrinkles. You oh can't my. see I it. I can't even think about this. Yeah, wow. it's like it blows your mind. There are videos of it. I highly recommend watching some videos. It makes... It just what, looks what, the yeah. same whether it's flat or wrinkled. Ma- but like, is it like a sheet of paper? Like, like what is it, it? It kind of looks like it would be spongy a little bit. It's a little bit thick hmm. because they're... <gasps> wow. Um, so they use them for military, military and NASA. 
Of course. Um, so it's great for masking things because it absorbs all light. You just, you can't see it. It's, yeah. it's like the closest thing we have to maybe being invisible. From oh. But you can totally see. They put it in uh, NASA telescopes because it absorbs all the light. Mm. Um, and it, it all, it removes all the distortion from the light going into the telescope. So you can get the crystal clear so you get pictures. only the light you it's want. Like 10 times clearer than anything they've had before. Wow. Did, did you um, yo, guys, this is weird. It's like looking into a black hole, some people say. It's like, I feel like it, everything's being censored. You know, there's like a black bar on yeah. everything. It's, it's just... If you look at an image of it, it looks like somebody went into Photoshop yeah, and, put a... and cut out that whole part of the image right. and then yeah. just hit delete. Yeah, because there's no light. Because it doesn't there's reflect no con- anything back to the camera. So right. if you made like a little black dress out of this, mm. you would look like a 2D character because there are no shades. There's no yeah. contour, oh, no, no highlights. Oh, wow. Yeah. What do you mean grow? Like, is they, it they cellular? They build them up. They build yeah. them up. Just imagine a hot glue gun, except for it spits out individual carbon molecules. <laughs> Vanta black. Vanta black. Wait, what does Vanta stand for again? Vertically aligned nanotube array. So, so they're all little the tubes standing up. standing up. Oh, they're yeah. standing yeah. up, not lying down. Okay, yeah. I was right. thinking they're lying down like nope. pickup sticks. No, 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 this is like yeah. little, oh. like, little, like a little forest, like little trees. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they absorb ninety nine point nine six percent of all light. The the darkest material we've made so far. Oh my yeah. god, that's. We're getting so close. We're getting so close. (laughs) Come on, people. We can do this. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, early on, it's like, well, we got these mirrors down pretty good. We're going to be reflecting all the light. How hard could it be to go the other direction? Really really hard. Really hard. Wow. We talked about honey on the show before. Yeah. I think we had a cool honey facts. A great slam dunk with our uh, segment about uh, bees eating M&Ms and then producing blue honey and all kinds of stuff. It's got me thinking going out and getting honey out of beehives must be a very old human activity, right? Yeah. Like, this must go back a long way. Yeah, yeah. It turns out that... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, in fact, there is a there's a cave painting that very clearly depicts someone climbing up a tree and reaching their hand into a nest mm. to, to get honey. This cave painting could be, because, of course, it's very difficult to date these things, could be up to 8,000 years old. So honey hunting, here's the part where it just gets crazy. <laughs> there is a family of birds, and they have the family name Indicatoridae. Ah. Which what? It the their common name of these birds is the honey guide. It shows indicates uh, where the honey is. Right. Oh. One word. Oh, like honey in, the honey indicate. guide. Indicatoridae. <laughs> yes. Chief among these birds, uh. this family of birds, is the the greater honey guide, uh. um, who has the amazing Latin name of Indicator, indicator. That's his Latin name. Honey guide birds are one of the few birds out there that eat wax. Oh, oh not wow. honey. They don't want the honey. They don't want honey at all. They, they are interested in eating like wax or like wax worms huh. or like, I mean, they huh. eat insects. And so, like that. so like will, the, the, call, the walls of the honeycomb as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, and there's a lot beeswax, bee, beeswax, beeswax. The bees are careful to not let the honey guide birds into their nest because yeah. it is Made of none of their beeswax. Oh, oh, okay. I was waiting. I was yeah. waiting for it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, the honey guides cannot actually get in there. They will get like probably stung to death trying to oh. trying to go in. Oh. Oh. So the honey guide birds over the millennia developed uh, a fantastic 
fascinating evolutionary behavior. They will go and they will find a human being and they will be like, hey, 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 in a certain <laughs> manner, like, follow me. And look at me, fly, look at me. They will fly conspicuously or like, you know, make yeah, themselves yeah. very conspicuous as they go from like tree to tree <laughs> or flying to get the human wow. to follow them. And the no. humans learn, oh, these birds will lead us to honey. They That's train great. the humans wow. to follow. That's great. And they, will, and they will do certain calls and things like that to try to get their attention. Um, this is actually, it is still practiced today by societies like the Hadza, which are people who live in uh, Tanzania. Mm-hmm. And they follow after the birds, and the birds lead them to the hive. And then once they get to the hive, um, mm-hmm. the, the humans smoke out the bees. Yes, yeah. Because how- you smoke mm-hmm. to... Uh, dull, the, the bees will not, like, they'll still sting you, like some of them will, but, but mostly like they'll be lulled yeah. into a torpor, you know, yeah. they will not, mm-hmm. yes, but they reach in and they pull out the honeycomb, and that's something the honey guide, you know, wow. could not do, and so now the honey guide can potentially go in and get the scraps that the humans leave over, but the humans get the honey, the bees, you know, the birds get what they want. It's like his finder's fee. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Today, uh, the Hadza will often uh, eat all the honeycomb and then take, they take whatever they did not eat and they actually burn it. And uh, there's a video of somebody asking, so why are you doing this? He goes, well, I mean, if the bird were to eat it, uh, the bird would get full and then wouldn't guide me to any more nests. Oh, so my. we're stringing the honey guide along <laughs> yeah. um, to keep him uh, hungry so he'll wow. lead me to more honey. This is like being mischievous on both sides. Yeah. There like, is manipulation the has on both sides the of this yeah. relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and to make you feel a little bit better about this, I want to stress that the, the honey guide, so we know what the honey guide, you know, how he interacts with humans. Yeah. Sounds like a cool guy. No. Yeah. The honey guide is an a hole. He is. Yeah, I bet. The honey guide is an a hole bird. Now, careful listeners of Good Job Brain know about a hole birds. Yes. Like the cuckoo. I mean, you you discussed on an earlier show the cuckoo is what is called a a brood parasite. Mm. Yeah. And that what that means is that the cuckoo does not raise its own eggs. The cuckoo goes around to other birds' nests and deposits. The eggs in the other nests. The honey guide also does this. Oh the honey my guide God. is also a brood parasite. It's a crafty bird. So the honey guide does not take care of its own children. It, it doesn't even build its own nest. Yeah. It finds a nest full of eggs of another bird yeah. and deposits its own babies in there and then beats it. And then the other birds are tricked into thinking that the honey guide is one of their children. Right. Yeah. The, the honey guide <laughs> is the primo a-hole of all a-hole birds. Because the first thing a honey guide bird usually does when it hits up somebody else's nest is it checks to see if there's any other honey guide eggs in the nest. So if another honey guide has already been there and laid an egg, pulled the same thing, no, it punctures the egg with its beak. Oh my god! It pops a hole in it to to try to kill it. Yeah. Um, Then, if there's other eggs from the actual birds that built that nest, it will also puncture them too. But it goes, it goes for the, it knows the honey guide eggs gets those first (laughs) because it needs to kill off any potential other honey guides who will compete with it for the the nests (laughs) that it's going after. So it kills its own. Oh my god! Oh yeah! Oh, it gets worse. (laughs) Oh. So, let's say, for example, that this this attack did not work or didn't puncture all the eggs and and the other uh, chicks are born. Well, the honey guide egg that's been left in this nest usually is born first. Birds are born blind, naked, and basically helpless. Vulnerable. Yeah, totally vulnerable. If you've ever seen a baby chick that's just been born, it is gross. A little (laughs) alien. And it's blind. You can't do anything. You can't fly. Honey guide. 
kids, when they are born, they are born with a tiny, working, razor-sharp needle beak. (laughs) And they sit there and wait. And as their little foster siblings are born as as soon as they hatch out of the egg the baby honey the blind flightless baby honey guide goes over and brutally murders them he grabs them he bites them to death he'll shake them around in his in his jaws until they're dead one by one kills all the other babies so the parents come back all the babies are dead except for their fake baby who yeah. killed them all. He's like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Fine. They I'm were like that when I yeah. got here. Also, apparently the honey guides are generally bigger yep. or certainly like want more food. Yeah, they want more food than the babies that are in there anyway. So now these poor parents are like working overtime to feed this not their baby because oh. it gets Giant, huge yeah. right, for like a month. Until he finally leaves the nest. Uh, at least he doesn't murder but them, he too. Well, we don't know he does, you know what? He does not murder them. <laughs> That's a silver, <laughs> silver lining. Yep. But just day one, stone cold killer right out of the wow. egg. Yeah. Just killing Man. It's like a all the babies. tragedy. Honey guy. Oh, my goodness. Well, Chris, please uh, keep us informed. You are officially on the honey and bee beat. Yeah. For good yeah. job, Rain. Yeah. 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 pops up. It's official. Yeah. You're yeah. the head yeah. of the office there. <laughs> awesome. The 2015 Good Job Brain Awards will be right back. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the Chart Topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Hey, Matt, did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope, never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here, too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. A lot of people call themselves foodies. Say they're really into food. Now, I don't want to boast or anything, but I eat food pretty much every day. (laughs) So I am honored to introduce to you the winners for greatest food-related good job brain segments. 
The competition was fierce this year, but ultimately, this lucky group made it to the top of the food chain. But no, like, I was thinking, okay, this will be an easy one. Alice in Wonderland, it's full of food, it's yeah. full of fantasy, I can find some fantasy food to talk about. Um, and I always loved Alice in Wonderland yeah. as a kid, mm-hmm. too. I'm just, oh, yeah. Imaginative. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and one of those things that, like, you, you appreciate a lot more <laughs> as an adult. You're like, oh, I didn't get this reference at all yeah. as a kid. Really? I think a lot of the stuff. I mean, he's got, you know, random math jokes and things tucked mm-hmm. in. You know, Lewis Carroll was a, he was a strange guy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. to say. But as it turns out, uh, I fell down a different rabbit hole, if if, if you will. Yes, uh, with a slightly that's different the worst twist. Yeah, that's, that's easy. I hate you. Uh, I want to talk about a fantasy animal connected to a real food. Okay. Connected to an imitation food. Oh, yeah. I know. I, I, think, I, know. I, think I know. I know what it is. I bet you guys probably Wait, what? do. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. Chris is catching up. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah? okay. Yeah. During Alice's adventures in the book. Wait, can we write down our answers? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Wow. This is, uh... And then we'll. And then yeah. we'll... All right. We're talking about an. This is an. And this is an impromptu quiz. This is a. Animal that we encounter during Alice's adventures. Yes. One of the. One of the characters. Answers up. The mock turtle. Yes, I'm going to talk about the mock turtle. Now, can I, can I tell you one quick thing please. that was so weird? I was Googling for, for some quiz, and it was I was like, how many meats? I was going to ask how many meats were on something, and it was like, how many meats are on a turtle? It was like a list of questions about how many meats. That's what Google <laughs> thought I was going to ask, and I don't know why. <laughs> you're like, I, I thought you're it was like, okay. Well, who's been searching I was like, this? I've never asked you anything like this, Google. Right. Why do you think I care about... How many meats are on a meats turtle's on a turtle. body? Anyway, there you go. How many meats are in a turtle? Body? I I almost followed it, mean? and then I was like, I don't want to give Google the wrong idea. And, yeah. Oh my god, it's the number one thing for what? How in many auto meats? Company. How many meats in a turtle? Well, let's let's we'll get there. We'll get there. I may I may be able to give you What's, some yeah, ideas yeah, yeah. in case you don't remember. Yes, in the book, uh, shortly after uh, playing some croquet, Alice and the Queen are, are walking off, and the Queen says, uh, <clears throat> and I'm quoting here from the book. Then the Queen left off quite out of breath and said to Alice, "Have you seen the mock turtle yet?" No, said Alice. I don't even know what a mock turtle is. It's the thing mock turtle soup is made from, said the queen. And, you know, like as a kid, that was a sufficiently uh, silly, absurd answer. Yeah. Um, duh. Yeah, duh. And, you know, as as I got older, I think I did sort of learn. I knew vaguely that mock turtle soup was a real thing in the same right. way that, like, you know, like mock apple pie. Or, oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Right, or other mock dishes. What's mock apple pie? Saltines. <laughs> Or, uh, or Ritz crackers, yeah, yeah, cracker, cracker it's pie the crust. with it's pectin. Different. No, no, no. What? The salty, the cracker is the apple meat. Get uh, out of here. <laughs> yes, mock apple pie is with crackers. saltines and like sugar. It's, and... it's yeah. After it drenches, it has a texture that's similar yeah. to like the baked apples. Wow. And apple pie. Yeah. Yep. It's it's it is Weird. a flavor fooler. Yeah. Huh. 
Flavorful. Um, texture. Ooh, flavorful. The flavor. Yeah. So, yeah. so, okay. okay. Anyway, so, right. mock turtle soup was yeah. a thing, which uh, you could probably have piece together. Turtle that soup. turtle soup was a thing. Right. So, turtle soup wasn't just a thing. Turtle soup was hugely, hugely popular in really? its day. What? Yes. Yes. And, I mean, uh, as early as the 1700s, even, like in colonial times in America, turtle soup was a big thing. It was a big thing in, in England. It was a big thing because it was a, it was a delicacy. It started as sort of an upper crust kind of dish and sort of trickled down to the masses, got more and more and more popular. Now, so, and there's two things to keep in mind. Making turtle soup sounds like it was a pain in the butt. Because just imagine cleaning a turtle, you know what I mean? Like dressing, like you got to get through the shell. You got to clean it up, cut it up. I learned apparently that there were many types of meats on a turtle. Huh. Wow! It was many oh types of meats to make turtle of, <laughs> oh. and as it got more and more popular, people are like, you know what? We can find a substitute here uh, for mock turtle soup. A little bit cheaper, a little bit easier to make. Mock turtle soup commonly would be made with uh, like sweetbreads or random oh. parts of a calf. Okay. You know, anything from the brains to. Cow's feet, you know, it was kind Cowboys. of a... Yes, yeah. yeah, it was sort of a catch-all. Turtle soup, incredibly popular. Uh, it was said to be President William Taft's favorite food. Whoa. His favorite wow. food, wow. turtle soup. This was a case where the imitation, kind of like like maple syrup, the way that a lot of people prefer the imitation maple syrup, yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of people started to get, they loved mock turtle soup. And ah. you would go into a diner and it would say proudly on the menu, hey, mock turtle soup. Uh, by the 1920s, Campbell's Soup had a mock what? turtle no. soup. Yes. No. Yes. It was, this was how popular it was. You don't need to look it up, Karen, because I'm going to show you an ad. This is an ad. And I have to say, I, I like the direction they're going here. This is from uh, 1928. Mock turtle soup. You'll like its unusual flavor. Holy cow. It is. It's a little kid. It's the little Campbell's kid riding a turtle. Yeah. Wow. Before she kills it. Campbell's it. mock turtle no, it's soup. Mock. Okay. Yeah. So Man, how quickly it. It, it fell out of favor from going yeah. from like one of the Campbell's soup flavors to you suggest I eat what? Yes, yeah. Heinz mock turtle soup. Uh, any I mean if you were in the wow. business of making wow. soups, you would have a mock turtle when soup did it flavor. Go away? Do you know? It faded pretty pretty, <laughs> pretty rapidly, I have to say, over the next few decades. Yeah. yeah. There are some recipes you'll find today that just use straight beef even. It looks kinda like a beef stew. <laughs> Alice goes and she meets the the yeah. griffin and the mock turtle yeah. in, in yeah. short succession. Oh, and course. she's supposed to go hear the mock turtles. Sad story. Oh, right, right. And, you know, the sad story of the mock turtle, as it turns out, is that he used to be a real turtle, and now he's a mock turtle. Um, and that's really clever. It is clever. Yeah, it is. Uh, I have here a picture. This is, oh no! These it are is, the the very oh, famous yeah. illustrations by John Tenniel yep. in the. Uh, yeah. Oh my God! This makes so much sense the now. Very right, famous. Yes, he's a calf. It makes so much sense if you tail. look at the picture of the mock turtle. Oh, he's got a turtle shell and a turtle body and turtle flippers, but he's got the head of a calf, the feet and the tail of a cow and a calf. Yep. And so this is again the very sort of cheeky idea that there well, is an animal. You're ordering a mock turtle soup, and this is why you're getting cow parts, because this is the animal that mock turtle soup is made out of. Wow, that's clever. Wow. Whoosh! Over my head as a kid. Yeah, yeah, please do. This was all over my head as a kid. This is way, way too much subtext. Yeah. I know. Wow. And and to be honest, like, conservation efforts among turtle populations have really, like, it's it's not just is it hard and cumbersome, but it's, it's really destructive to the 
turtle ecosystem. Um, so there are, you know, uh, a lot of laws that you would have to break in parts of the world to make every kind of turtle soup. Uh, you can still get it. <laughs> you you can still get it. Laws. You can still find turtle soup uh, yeah. in many places around the globe, but. There is no mock turtle Man. actually giving up its life <laughs> to make mock Man, turtle soup. Funny, it's though. a cow. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea that it was that popular. I just envisioned it in my mind as being like green. White. Yeah, <laughs> like little, yeah. Little green. shells. Yeah. I, I would imagine yeah. it being served in a shell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just right. as my okay. kid imagination. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just imagining the shredder telling the Ninja Turtles that he's going to make them into turtle soup. You know? <laughs> oh. Right. And then it's mock turtle soup. But then it turns out it's mock turtle soup. <laughs> Laugh are, and eat yeah. pizza. Right. right. <laughs> There's the episode. <laughs> wow. There's the episode. Yeah. So Chris like got us all highfalutin yeah, with our, with epic poetry, and now I'm gonna bring it back down oh, to something yeah. a little earthier, <laughs> but also epic. And I'm gonna talk about epic eating contests. Yes. Oh. Oh. Nice. So this is the comp- the world of competitive eating, where mm. people eat more food. Yep. Than a human body should without <laughs> training. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'll start off with a question or two. Mm-hmm. What food do competitors eat every year on July 4th <laughs> in Coney Island, New York? Mm-hmm. Hot dogs. <laughs> Nathan's, Nathan's hot dogs. That is right. Nathan's hot dogs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Nathan's hot dog eating contest started in 1972. Oh. And until the 2000s, people mm-hmm. would eat like 10, 14, right, right, right. They, 20, 25. Because they just go and they just eat hot They're dogs. They're like, I can eat a lot of hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those people could eat a lot of hot dogs just right. as a normal person. Right. And then... <laughs> like, they're the um, kind of people who would go yeah. to Nathan's and order like 10 hot dogs because they just... They just had a man-sized like, hunger. I have a yeah. big hunger. Yeah. I'm a big man. I'm gonna... They were all men. They were all men at course, that point. So in 2000, the mm-hmm. new record was 25 and a half hot dogs. But still. But then the very next year, 2001, yeah. the record 20, it was 25 and a half. It was smashed. It was 50. Yeah. Somebody oh came and ate 50 that's hot just, dogs. That's just game changer. Yeah. I mean, that's just like rewriting yeah. the hot dog yeah. rules. The conversation has has advanced yeah. now in terms of like how yeah. people one can year. epically eat in one year. Mm-hmm. And so do you guys know the name of the guy who came in and Kobayashi? Kobayashi. Kobayashi. Yeah. He showed that this could be a very competitive sport and that people were doing it wrong, basically. Like, oh, like, wow. oh, the Kobayashi method mm-hmm. of eating hot dogs. Okay, okay. Uh, do you guys know, can you guess what the Kobayashi Wasn't method is? Wasn't it that he would do two at a time, basically? I mean, I know he separated the buns well, and the one meat. One of the big important things is he would take the bread and dip it in water, and then it would just make the bread just sort of slide down real fast, yeah. and you can get it's a like lot a more in. Slushy, yeah. you could, it's, it, yeah. It helps with the surface area, because bread is big, yep, and then you can yep, squish it yep, down. Yep. You also don't have any time to drink water, so this is a way to oh, get a little bit of water oh, in there. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, and then I think somebody mentioned it, hot dog. HDB is a thing that comes up in competitive competitive eating. It stands for hot dog and bun. And so your hot dogs don't count unless you also eat the bun. So you have to be very careful about it. So, But back to the question about the Kobayashi method. That is breaking the hot dog in two and putting it in both sides of your mouth. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, so like, that's bre- what I... This is, oh, like sure. Okay. okay. Like, folding yeah. it in half. Like, yeah, breaking yeah. it in so half. So both of your cheeks, there's something So you're there. working... Yeah. You're yeah. going All for of it. The I thought he was eating two at a time. Because I've seen the video of him stuffing, like, in oh, house. But I guess... It. Oh, okay. That's okay. so I'm going, smart. 
Yep. What that represents is this mental break away from like how do we usually eat food? <laughs> yeah. Like that's the that's the hurdle that he went over, which is like I'm gonna eat uh, like, like an I animal. have to break I'm myself away this. from yeah. like how we usually eat a hot dog. Yeah. So what's picnic style rules? <laughs> picnic style rules. Is um, I'm guessing that that means that like. You cannot do separate all that stuff. Yeah. You cannot yeah. separate. You have to yeah. eat it as you would normally yeah. eat a hot dog. Yes. And, it, you know, uh, people are like, oh, it's less um, gross to watch that way. And it's That's better for yeah. sponsor. Agreed. Like, if you sponsored the, like, event, <laughs> your yep. food isn't being, like, deconstructed. Right. And, like, and your buns aren't being soaked right. in water and looking oh. like gross bun slop. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Um, what about chipmunking? Oh. Oh, uh, must be Stuffing. storing food in your cheeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they okay. stuff food in your cheeks. So, like, right when they call time, these are usually timed. They're like ten to twelve. Minutes. So, right when they call time, you can try to swallow you as can, much of it as you can. You get thirty seconds after they call time oh. to get it down. So, <laughs> so it behooves you to have as much of it in your in mouth, your mouth as, as, possible. as you possibly can. What a, what's a Roman incident? A ro- oh. <laughs> I'm gonna guess that's uh, when not. when an unexpected loss of hot dogs. Yeah. 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 So if you um, you're eating a lot of stuff, you're chewing a lot of yeah. stuff. If any of it gets on the table or on a plate, you're disqualified. That's the end. Oh, okay. So wait, the vomit? Yeah. Okay, but if crumbs are on the plate, yeah. You just have to but if it's it. like, oh no, you you threw you up puked. on the table. No, you're done. You have to. You're out. Oh uh, yeah. So you like seems fair. Seems fair. Yeah. Roman incident. It's a Roman incident. incident, and that happens to people. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. So what's the record number of hot dogs eaten in a contest? So 2001 was when the 50 was set. Um, what it, what have they gotten it up to? Oh. I feel like they got it into the low to mid sixties. I say like sixty two. Seventy eight. It is sixty nine. Wow. Wow. I almost made that joke. Wow. It, it's not yeah. a joke. It's, oh. real. it's real. It's reality, Karen. Two thousand and thirteen, Joey Chestnut from Oh Joey Chestnut. San Jose, California. Yeah. Oh, so was yeah. he the current Record holder. No, record he, holder. no. Oh, well, record holder, but he just he, lost Nathan's, yes, right? he right. lost, right. but he is the record holder. Wow. For, for Nathan's. For Nathan's. Yeah, man. So I'm proud to announce that uh, in next month I'm, some, I'm doing something called the Beer Mile. What? And I am doing so much research about it. So it's one mile. It's at, hopefully at a track. And then you chug a can of beer <laughs> in the beginning. Uh-huh. And then you run a lap. You uh-huh. chug another one. Oh, no. You do that four times. Yeah. Oh, and, and what fraternity are so you that's joining? That's what I was thinking. Like, oh, okay. She's pledging. <laughs> and it, it's the rules, the official rules are like, you know, they really cover all the loopholes. Can of beer, standard can of beer, has to be 5% alcohol or more. Okay. okay. So it can't be Bud Light. Right. It can't uh, be like uh, something uh. very light. If you do have a Roman incident, you have to do another lap, and that counts as your... <laughs> a penalty lap. Okay. A penalty lap. <laughs> okay. And so I've been practicing... Like, I'm You've serious been about... I've been okay. practicing with um, carbonated water and okay. soda, um, and sometimes with, with, with Bud Light. Okay. Uh, it's really hard. Yeah. It is really hard. Are you just hard. running around your neighborhood all a little buzz... Yeah, yeah. Not, okay. not a little buzz. Okay. See, it's not. It's not. It's not the alcohol that's the problem. The alcohol is a problem after you do the race. Yeah. yeah. But during the race, it's the bloating. It's oh the, yeah. It's the carbonation that's really, really hard to. It must be a, get a loud race. Let me yeah. put it that way. Yeah. You have to force yourself to burp to make room in your stomach, and also, like, I think the person I think currently who holds the record got it down to. Four fifty-seven. Wow. Whoa. A mile. 
With, with stopping to drink. Yes. And it takes him eight seconds to chug. Wow. <laughs> it's taking me 25 seconds average, and I think I'm doing pretty That's good. That's fast. I know. That is re- well, you know what? Competitive, eater, uh, competitive eaters can drink a gallon of water in 30 seconds. Holy oh, my God. Crap. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll come help, you know, train, you know, I'll, I'll do, I'll do the chug part and, <laughs> and then you'll just watch her yeah, around yeah. and then you'll chug again. <laughs> All good things must come to an end. As we congratulate the winners, we must bid adieu to 2015, but in the horizon comes 2016. I wish you, dear audience, a happy new year and good night and drive safely to your servers. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.